here, everybody. This is Dan bringing us in. And on this awesome episode, we have our amazing co-host. Uh, I'm going to say animation expert, Blake. I'm going to say rotoscoped in real life, Randall. You do look squiggly. There's yeah. a little squiggle going on. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. And on this episode of Moving a Beer, we're going to be discussing the recently released film called Spine of Night. And this was done in a classic late 70s, early 80s. Like I'd say early 80s. I think of it as early 80s. Yeah. That's yeah an animation usually. style called Rotoscope. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to quote here. The stories are compelling and all of them seem to go hard enough to make heavy metal seem like the secret of Nim by comparison. This is true. There is a lot of gratuitous violence demonstrated yeah. and displayed in the film. It's nuts. But there's also a lot of really interesting stories. And, and this has a lot of really good voice actors that are supporting it. Oh, yeah. We got Lucy Lawless playing one of the guest protagonists. She's yeah. the witch. The Protagonist witch. slash storyteller. We got Patton Oswalt just doing his Patton Oswalt thing. Richard E. Grant. Come on. Yeah. He's classic Loki. He's amazing. Yeah, there's Joe a- Manglian. Mang- Manglian. Mangliello. Mangliello. Yeah. Oh, he. I forgot that he was the he was uh, the voice of the Sean Connery stand-in. Yes. So this film is kind of broken. Or animation. This cartoon is basically broken into three parts. There's the introduction to the Swamp Witch, and then the son of the king. That it, it takes course over eons. Yeah. And it's you just have truly to kind epic. Of sus- suspend some standard some standard beliefs on you know oh, we're just telling a story over time, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's about gods and their power and the power that then becomes available to man and through how they abuse the hell out of it through through a, the the bloom a light blue sky I guess sky blue robin eggs robin's egg blue kind of a flower yes that has a host of magical properties depending on how you use it you crumple it up and blow it makes fire you eat it and press your hand to someone's arm it heals a wound if you chew up a, bu- a bunch and spray it make zombies it's kind of great or or feed it a bunch of blood and it will let you control a whole bunch of people yeah i tried to ignore that part because it grossed me out <laughs> yeah it, it's pretty well, it's a lot of ketchup there's a lot of ketchup in this one Randall. i think this film's gonna i mean this film stands out to me because of the opening i think really hooked me with this uh naked lady walking up the mountain yes that's right there was no dialogue gonna, yeah just... it definitely pulled you into the story pretty quickly I think uh, it'll go down as a uh, most memorable animated opening sequence for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, so this is not kid appropriate. Yes, it's animation, but definitely lots of gore and nudity. A lot of gore, not, a lot of nudity. No sex, no, no sex happening. I was kind of surprised, yeah. But you know, people are naked and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a fantasy. Uh, it's about this story of the gods and the gods keep birthing more gods and more mm-hmm. gods. and it's just this ever ending never ending loop and humanity gets kind of sucked into it because there were three children of one of the gods who mm-hmm. were part of the creation of earth who then one of them the last one that survived that had created humanity because they could dream and create anything they dreamt of yeah so of all the gods making the land and the sea and the uh, laws and everything this one made man yeah. which is ironic that they were as you know if you've listened before spoiler alert were killed by man. Yes. Because they, they were jealous and mad because they, they wanted women because there was a flood and it killed half of them off or more than half and whatever. It's it's very kind of sort of biblical in a lot of... I was about to say, why does that sound familiar? Yeah, very biblical in a lot of uh, directions. But I think overall, a really interesting story that's yeah. been told as both current day and flashback, or not current day, but current and then flashback, and then what happens in the future and how does man deal with it going forward, and let's plot spoil the hell out of it, it just starts over. Yeah, but it has a lot of those 
classic tropes, like starting over the corruption of man with the scholar. I thought that was really cool. The scholar, you, I seriously thought, oh, cool, here's our hero. And then immediately, no, he is not a hero. No. He quickly becomes the villain. Yes. <laughs> this film was really beautiful, though. I think the yeah the color styling and you know just the the animation was simple, mm-hmm. old rotoscope styled animation. But it was really, I mean, it was it was beautiful to watch, apart from the gorier elements which i found uh, an opportunity to look at my phone i, w- I was looking <laughs> yes. away to Many examine my beer yeah. occasionally oh look look at that color hmm yeah. uh, okay cool there's yeah. less Just yelling and stabbing sounds so i'm not sure i understand why you know like why they really push the envelope there typical rotoscope is going to be fluid animation 2d cell animation on top of a flat non-moving background they, they basically so uh, would, would trace over cells of live animation correct mm-hmm so it's mo- mocap or motion capture part of it, and then they just infuse in the the, the line drawing. I, it I looks kind of like an Adult Swim project, yes, but as if they're doing the bit longer than you'd expect. Yeah, but it's not, not to not to give off the impression that there's like comedy. It's not a bit. It's just it looks that way where you think, oh, this is kind of crazy, and then the episode ends, and you go, oh, oh okay, cool, yeah. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't horrible. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, the, the expectation was pretty low. Low set. It's an acquired taste. It's an acquired taste. It is absolutely. I can, on one hand, name of all my friends who would be really into this. Totally. Or could, how many I, films have been made in this style that I've seen? Because <laughs> there's not many. There's heavy they metal. They really don't do it much. Fire and Ice, uh, The Hobbit slash Lord of the Rings. We were just yeah, talking yeah. about that. We we have access to that. We probably well, I have access to the others too, but probably rewatch that in this style because it's so beautiful. It's a cool looking style. Yes. The different approach that we took for this film, unlike many others, where we're just grabbing whatever we have out of yeah. the fridge, is we knew what we were going to watch, and we went to a grocery store that was nearby. In that, that rhymes with a uh, pull, dudes. Whole yeah. paycheck. Whole paycheck is what it's referred to. <laughs> we decided to grab some beers at the grocery store, and because the day that we watched it was International Stout Day, we uh, picked a couple of stouts to go with it, and then mm-hmm. a beer that would kind of just counter the dryness of the stout. And I think we had some good selection, but before we start talking about that, I think, do we have a commercial to? Yes. We got a message from from this uh, uh, small small village off in the uh, the sides of some dirt country out in a uh, spine of nightland. Ah, greetings! I am Lars Traker. I am your new god king, and I promise, as god king, there'll be more beheadings, fewer clothes, and only one out of seven people will be sacrificed for my bloodlust. Now I. Hello, I'm Hamish Everset, the new god king of you. Sad, pathetic, more morsels, also maggots. I promise under my brutal rule, no beheadings. I will I will supply slavery work so you have something to do. So including building my ziggurat, so you have something nice to look at while you're starving in the fields and <clears throat> Is this thing on? Hi, hi. Hi! Chet Winksley here. Uh your your latest uh, in the long line of God Kings, hopefully the last. <laughs> Uh, I promise, as my reign as God King, to build more schools. Uh, I want to establish some agriculture, get some good uh, variety of vegetables in there. I really want to bring this dirt town into the current age, really compete with these other uh, Conan the Barbarian and uh, 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 Dark Lord of the Rings uh, versions that are out there. Uh, oh, oh, looks like you uh, simple folk are stabbing me and devouring my flesh. Uh, oh, oh, well, you can't win them all. 
Thanks for hanging out, everybody. This is Moving to Beer and Game. Thanks for singing to that commercial. And hang out. Those are good commercials. Those are good commercials. I appreciate I, that. Yeah, it had its place, and we're, we're happy. So we're talking about the film Spine of Night, mm-hmm. uh, animation, rotoscope style, just came out, was... 1970s fantasy-ish. Yeah. When the opening credits started, you're like, wait a second, this said Shudder. So it, is this is like a Shudder? Uh, Shudder, S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Is uh, a I think streaming service for horror films. Correct. Or oh, right. Yeah. Not all horror, but it's usually that. So they got their start, and I think they've been successful enough. They've been able to do other horror adjacent stuff that's you know intense for adults specifically. Because some art works better when it's just aimed at that particular audience. Yes. So so thanks thanks to Shutter for giving us a place to live. Definitely. So the three beers that we had yeah. uh, that we picked up at Whole Paycheck. Before we started watching the film, we knew we were going to watch it, and we we're like, "Hey, let's grab some beers." Let's celebrate Stout Day. Yes. So the first one we did was Guinness Stout, and Guinness has been around a really long time. I have a, a full, amazing description of it, but I don't think we need to read that off because it's. I you think know, you're, it's like, most people are aware of Guinness if you've drank a beer. It's a German beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say that in Ireland and see how fast that goes down. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, this beer's Rotha German. <laughs> we wanted to do, you know, it was like, hey, let's have a Guinness. And so we got a couple of those. And then to kind of the next level up from that would be to do something that has something added to it. Mm-hmm. So the Guinness, while it was nice and clean and dry, uh, it was class, a little Classic thin. taste. They, it was a little thin. It didn't really yeah. go with the film, though. It, I wish it did, but it didn't quite match. No, it didn't. It would probably suit a, like a comfort movie a little better. Yes. Mm-hmm. We then popped open a bottle of a big, big bottle of uh, peanut butter milk stout from, from Belching Beaver, Beaver Brewing. One of my favorite name. It's one of my favorite brewery names. This, they have a line of all kinds of amazing beers, but this is one that they're really known for. That gets distributed up and down the West Coast. You know, 5.3%, uh, 30 IB. It's just a really clean, solid milk stout. So it's going to have that tongue coat that yeah. that's what the yeah. milk part you know that the lactose that they add to it kind of coats the tongue they had the stout originally and one of their assistant brewers said hey let's throw some peanuts in that and yeah. make it into a peanut butter stout and it worked really well and now this is you know it's got some dark co- coffee aromatics and flavor profile so it's a little roasty for those that like their darker roasty beers the peanuts sit really well with that yeah it adds yeah. a nice richness to it Again, not necessarily really, really good with the film, though. It got closer. The The peanut butter kind of like kick was uh, going a little better with the, with the film. And real quick, Dan, do stouts always have a low ABV? They usually are below six. I mean, you, hmm. it, it, is that it's, just part of the brewing process? Yeah, I mean, the way it's, it's made just lowers it? Typically, unless you're adding some adjuncts to it or a bunch of okay. flavoring things, you're going to want not a big heavy beer to, to kind of lay those things on top of. Gotcha. Stouts typically, porters can be a lot bigger and usually are, but you you have that like up to 6% range and then it's going to be over 8 to 10. You, those are usually the ones you get in a really small glass that have yes. a strong... Okay, okay. Yeah, the higher alcohol ones nice. that have fermented way out or sat and fermented a second mm-hmm. time or whatever. Imperial. Yes. Imperial, Imperial stouts of 11%. Yes. Imperial stouts sounds like something someone in this movie would yell while beheading somebody else. Yes, it does sound exactly like It's slow, grisly detail. Yeah. So the third beer, which I think we all agreed went a lot better, was a yeah. little sweeter, was Ferment Brewing out of Hood River. So Guinness, obviously, out of... It's a foreign German. beer. German. Uh, Japan. Ger- Japan. Yeah, Japan. <laughs> 
the the peanut butter yeah, Guinness belching beavers out of San that's Diego. offensive I apologize yes and then ferment which is out of Hood River Oregon which is east of us they make a bunch of British style beers in bottles that are really amazing they started canning some not real thrilled about those but the bottles are amazing and I bought a big bottle of their ESB which is extra special bitter and it's a 5.4 percent ABV 45 IBU and it's a real standard approach to what an a bitter beer should be. Extra special bitters tend to be a little sweeter, mm-hmm. a stronger malt bill. You're going to have hints of like woody, uh, walnut to, you know, almost an apple type of finish on the back from oh. the hops. The hops that they use are going to be cool. English style hops. And those yeah. can give you anything from a, a real subtle floral vegetal to almost a fruity. So, uh, back. so English bitters aren't even that bitter. They're not, not doing a joke. I'm oh, just they have super low ABV. They they, they tend to ESBs standard bitters only have like a, a up to ten to f- maybe fifteen IBU hmm. typical range, and then you know extra special bitters are called special because they use more expensive ingredients, not because ah. they are going to be more bitter. It's they didn't get more gold stars. Correct. They're using more expensive malts. Mm. They're going to use more expensive hops. And they're okay. just more expensive in general. Not anymore, but that's the history behind them. Randall, how do you like the bitter? I, I'm always 50-50 on bitters usually, but I really like this one. It was okay. I mean, again, none of these beers went with a movie. So I would agree. Um, I was a little distracted by the movie. I think I was just distracted by the movie to really appreciate how good all of these beers are, actually. You know, they're really I all, could see that. We've all had good a cu- beers. We've had a couple of those. Yeah. I would have drank something else, like so an IPA. All right, so Something you're, you're a saying like stronger. a really sharp IPA, really Ooh, bitter. That's not yeah. bad. IPA, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd agree. I, you, something to to help you be reactive to what's going on in this yeah. drink because it's really not ultra-violent, but there's some pretty... When the, when people are getting stuff chopped off and their head chopped off and cut oh in half, it, it's, it shows it. And then like at the very, very end, the dude, the, our, the, the main arch wizard mage guy that is yeah. controlling everyone who's the evil guy he gets full-on drawn and quartered and like mm-hmm. his heart gets yanked out and, and like smashed yeah and blown up so it's pretty uh, hardcore man i mean I, I love the film it was I good th- i think an ipa yeah. would work if i may pitch an idea for those of uh listeners who like to do drinking games with your movies every time someone gets injured just get a 12 pack of like and i'm not I'm not saying it has to be something. You get some sessions. Sessions pretty good, but get it. You know, twelve pack of something light. Mm-hmm. If you want to slum it like I do, Tecate. But just every time someone gets injured, take a drink. Every time you, you wouldn't last five minutes. Every time you someone's naked, take a drink. You really wouldn't last five <laughs> minutes because that's pretty much the whole film. Every time, hmm, that's another good one. You, you know, know what? You think of a third one and tell us on our social media. Yeah, every time, <laughs> and then I will, eats, I will give myself alcohol poisoning every, for the every time somebody eats one of the the leaves. Yeah, yes. Every time, the leaf, every time magic often. is used. Yeah, how how the magic is used. But anyway, so so yeah, yeah. yeah IPAs, I, I, maybe a collection of light light beers to enjoy with some friends. If you're like yeah. super into this kind of subject matter, correct. If you're into this type of animation, you're gonna love it. If you like old school, you're gonna love it. If you're into newer stuff, current anime. Maybe not so much. It's going to be a little tough for you to get get past the visual style. Yeah. Also, if you've got a queasy stomach, like Randall and I are kind of taking it easy on subject matter lately mm-hmm. just because the world. And we're a little shook. We enjoyed it, but it's a little shook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any any final thoughts on it, Randall? Why the ferment did we watch this film? 
I recommended it because I liked it. I like the style. I mean, I like it film. too, but no, you're missing the point. Why the we watched the this film third. this month. There's a oh, theme. There's I, a theme we I haven't let, talked I, about yet. Well, I want to talk about how we're going to just start substituting beer terms for swearing. Like, oh, what the ferment are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I like that. You're going to sound WTF. So, as, as very Thank common, you, there's No Shave November. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, hey, how do we apply what's happening into our lives into our podcast? And we thought, hey, we're going to watch films that have beards in them. And luckily, this had plenty of beards. Oh, the, lots of naked the scholar, and the scholar of had a, The scholar had a beard. The guardian had a beard. We don't really Lots talk about ourselves very much in this podcast. I think we're kind no. of a mystery to some people. Are, are you saying that because we all have beards? <laughs> <laughs> we Spoiler alert, we all have beards. If you go yes. to the website, you can see our profile picture. Yes, right. our picture is up there. But yeah, so we're going to, this month, explore the idea of watching films that have at least a beard <gasps> or facial hair in them. Yeah, All right. keep, keep an eye out for more beard movies. Yeah, we're going to do a bunch of different ones. Hopefully have a few interesting episodes to discuss people with beards and you know there's a lot of interesting older films but there's also some newer stuff that's come out recently that we can totally facial hair is getting cool again yeah it's getting cool again Mm -hmm. so thanks to tom hanks it's early in the month folks nick offerman yeah oh man all right so so many good actors as always the opinions expressed during the taping of this podcast or those are the hosts and if you don't hydrate you will dehydrate then head gets chopped off yes chop so this is Dan signing out. This is Blake. Uh, not God King, but like a- atheist-ish uh, prince? Rotoscoped Randall. Oh, that's good. Later, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.